In today's episode, we are talking about mentorship. We all want a mentor to help provide us with guidance, support, and encouragement. But why do we need one? Hi, everybody. It's Samantha and Chanel, and we're back with another episode that you don't want to miss on the Deeper Than Tech podcast, where we talk about how to grow your career in an industry that was not designed with us in mind. But before we dive deep into this topic, and if you're loving this podcast so far, make sure you go give us a five-star rating and let us know that you're actively listening, share it with a friend or a coworker, all the good stuff. So Chanel, I know that you have a conference coming up. Can you give us a quick elevator pitch about your conference? Yes. So first of all, thank you so much for inviting me on the podcast. I'm so excited. So yeah, my nonprofit organization, Mentor Me Collective, is hosting a tech summit for folks who normally would not be able to afford a tech conference or summit ticket. We wanted to create a space for folks, again, within the space of tech not being created for us. We wanted to create another space for folks who may still not feel like they belong because they may not have the finances. They may not have come from a certain social status or background. And we just wanted to remove all of those barriers. So we have created the Apex Summit, which is what we like to call the Tech Underground Railroad. The mission of the Apex Summit is to provide a space for Black technologists to build, connect, and grow while providing a bridge for the next generation to follow suit. As we know, obviously, there's so many students that are now with a peaked interest in tech. And so we want to make sure that not only when they do come to our tech summit, but that they leave with a mentor and they leave with someone that they can connect with to help them pull them up to the level of which that mentor is or mentors are. And so just really excited about that as well. Yeah. I love the fact that you said people are going to be able to leave with a mentor. We all want a mentor, but sometimes people don't understand what exactly a mentor is. Can you explain to us what that is? Yeah. So, oh my goodness, mentorship. I feel like people sometimes overcomplicate it, but it's all about relationships, right? When having a mentor is a kind of relationship. And so in life, you will have mentors and you will need mentors for various aspects of life, whether that's in business, whether that's in, you know, trying to just better yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, and or maybe financially, right? And so specifically in tech, I like to call that a superfood, right? Like how avocados are a superfood. Mentorship in tech is a superfood, especially for folks with communities of color, specifically the black community. And so you have mentors specifically who help you with your mobility. Maybe you find that you've been in a role for a very long time and you know you're due for promotion. Hey, I need to connect with someone who can help me give me the tools to advocate for myself so that I can see what I do possess and how I can go ahead and apply that to move mobily. You may need a mentor to help you with when it comes to maybe experience. I want to become a software engineer. I'm a designer. So maybe I need to find a software engineering mentor who previously was a designer and can give me those tools that I need. And maybe you have um, a specific niche that you want to get into. Maybe you want to, you know, start your own business, you know, being a software engineer or maybe a nonprofit. And you can go ahead and find a mentor who has done the same thing and bring you with their novelty, right? Their uniqueness. So mentorship, I believe, is really the start in the cultivation of a relationship. It starts by reaching out. Um, and I do want to say this too. Mentorship does not have to be from someone you even absolutely know. 
I mean, I follow so many people online that mentor me mentally, physically, emotionally, and even spiritually. So if you have a mentor, those are people that are actively pouring into you, actively giving you the mental tools that you need to accomplish the things that you need to execute is what I like to say. I want to pick up this on this word you said actively, actively like giving you information. Usually when people reach out to me to be their mentor, they come to me like, can you be my mentor? But they're not really giving me any direction of what can I mentor them on? Whose responsibility is it to like be like, this is what we need to do to help you get to the next level? That's such a good question. The mentee is very responsible for how they drive the relationship for a mentor. They're very responsible for that. So if there's a specific vision that you have for that relationship, which you really should start off with in, gen- in general, you don't want to approach people you know, or a mentor blindly. That's just, you know, sometimes it happens, but I definitely want to encourage you all to come with a plan because if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Um, so <laughs> She said it. <laughs> yes, it's important for you to have that. And so in order to execute said plan, you must understand and again, begin to understand what you need. What are the things that you find that you need to uh, strengthening in? Again, if they're reaching out to you to be a mentor, they see that you have accomplished something that they want to accomplish. And so the first thing they should say is, hey, Samantha, I see that you're a well-accomplished engineer and you've been in this space for quite some time. I also see that you went to a boot camp and done, you know, you did all these different things. I identify with that and I see that I have a specific area. Maybe that's them trying to strengthen their data structures and algorithms. Maybe they're trying to structure how they even, you know, interview when it comes to even soft skills, right? Like how do I pass behavioral? You know, I'm so good technically, but maybe my personality is not coming through. Can you help me with that? And so being able to communicate what you need and knowing that you won't get in trouble for that. I feel like specifically within the black community, sometimes it's hard for us to say what we need because we feel like already we won't get it. So we kind of beat around it (laughs) to see, hey, are they taking what I'm giving them or maybe they're not. So it it helps us with maybe mentally saying like, I'm not getting rejected. So this is okay for me to do. But in tech specifically, you have to clearly communicate your needs. And will you always know what you need? No, but it's okay to say that. And it's okay to give some kind of synopsis of what you think you may need and then walk through that conversation with your mentor to figure out whether or not that is correct or whether or not you all need to, you know, revisit another space as well. Yeah. Um, so let's take it a step back. So you know that you need all this stuff from somebody. How do you go about finding that person to help you get to those needs? Okay, that's a good question too. I think it's important to leverage the tools that you already have. We are in a community of folks, a generation of folks, a generation of folks who have, we have online resources. And so utilizing and leveraging platforms like LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, you know, Twitter spaces. There's so many different ways that you can reach out to a person. And there's even some software tools, maybe software platforms that can get you the contact information that you need, maybe from a person. But it's important first for you to find those people on like, let's say LinkedIn. If you know you want to be at a specific company, Going on that company, finding people who either look like you or have some kind of commonality, whether if that's some they went to your school, if they're in a specific LinkedIn group with like women in tech, diversity in tech, or maybe even Legos. And then lastly, you know, when it comes to their niche, are they engineers? Are they designers? Is this person a data scientist or are they even in recruiting? And so going from there and then 
Now, adding said person, making sure you add a message, y'all, because there'd be spammy people out here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lots of scams, y'all. <laughs> okay. So adding a message, letting them know why you're adding them, and then kind of going from there. And I'm, I'm telling you, you'll be surprised at how in- human and genuine people are when they know that you are approaching them with that same energy. Yes. A lot of people want to help. That's like our natural instinct is to help other people. So you kept mentioning this thing called messaging people, getting them to be your mentor. Let's do a quick little exercise. Let's say that you are trying to break into tech and you see this person on LinkedIn. You want to get a job at LinkedIn. How do you start that conversation with them? Such a great question. I'm over here just asking great questions now. (laughs) Yes, that's a great question. So I normally tell my mentees, again, to add a note. Hey, my name is Chanel. I'm a software engineer at Apple. I saw that you've been within diversity recruiting, let's say, right? Let's say I wanted to get into that. And I said, hey, you've been within diversity recruiting for over 20 years. I would love to hear your story and understand also what the ins and outs are of your day. You can go ahead and say, if you have space, because I know that LinkedIn also, you know, sometimes for the introductory messages is limited characters. But maybe you can even add your Calendly link so that if they do find your message interesting, they'll click it and automatically add. But let's say you already are connected. You didn't send them a a note, but now you want to send them a regular general message. Again, hello, my name is Chanel. I'm a software engineer. I saw that you worked at LinkedIn and you are the global head of diversity and inclusion. I love the work that you all are doing and accomplishing at LinkedIn. I would love to learn a little bit more about you, your journey in tech, and also what your career has looked like over the past 20 years. Below, if you have time, Here's my calendar link. I would love to have about 15 to 20 minutes to talk with you over next week or the week after. Wishing you a wonderful day. Chanel. We're all going to have a beautiful day after we send those messages. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. I think that's perfect because you didn't really ask the person for a job out front. You're asking them for more information about them because people love to talk about themselves. I can talk about myself all day. So if you just get the conversation around them... You can start the conversation and build that relationship with that person. I love that. So when you're looking for people to mentor you, how do you know if they're good, like a good mentor for you? Man, it's trial and error. I feel like you always initiate, right? And it's almost like when you're baking or you're making spaghetti, you throw some folks, throw spaghetti on the wall to see if it sticks. I think it's the same thing. Starting off with coffee chats, right? You have your first coffee chat. You get a feel for the person. Do they connect with you? Do you think they understand who you are? Because at the end of the day, just because you may look like someone, just because you all may have similar backgrounds and stories, doesn't mean that you can always find someone who directly connects with you intimately. And that's okay. I don't want you to think that that's rejection. I don't want you to think that that means that you're less than. That just means that maybe that person isn't for you at this moment. So anyway, you know, start off with that in the initial conversation and then pulse check to see how you feel. Do you feel like this person really showed up for you? Because at the end of the day, even though we really want a mentor, we want a mentor that is going to be present and that is really going to pour into you. You don't want to waste time just talking to people for I don't know, just because you got air in your lungs. We don't got time for that, honey, because, okay, we're here with a mission. So once you have those conversations in coffee chats and you find that this person is really, really awesome, they really, really care about people, you have similar values and dreams and aspirations, and then from there you can say, okay, I can see myself growing with this person. Then in another two to three weeks, schedule another call. And so I think it's important for us to have a mindset first to build and cultivate a connection 
in a relationship before we have that relationship, leverage that relationship for what we need. And you'll find that when you approach people, because again, mentors are people, in a genuine fashion, in an authentic fashion, you'll get way more than when you just come to them with an ask. Because if you ever come with somebody with one ask, they'll fulfill it and then that'll be that. But if you build a relationship with people and they begin to hear and see what you need, they will want to address all of those things. And so that's when your fruitfulness or their fruitfulness, you know, rubs off on you and you're able to to eat that harvest. The way that you said that is hit me. It was like, yes, <laughs> we're going to slowly build these relationships and then they will grow and blossom like a tree. I love the way that you said that. <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> so we have these relationships with mentors, but sometimes they don't always work out. And the dating world, we could just ghost people and that's semi-okay. But in the professional world, we probably shouldn't ghost our professional colleagues. So what's a good way to end a relationship? That's a good question. I don't ever think we should end it. I think you should just be less involved. So if you notice that this person is not currently feeding you where you are and what you and giving you what you need, right, those nutrients. Remember, we talked about mentorship being a superfood. If you feel like you are not coming out three times better than, you know, the natural person, I think it's OK to say instead of scheduling, maybe you guys had a regular cadence of every three weeks, maybe push it out to six weeks. Right. So you're still touching base. It's just not as often because, again, you never know who people know. And let me tell you something. The black dip- between you and me. No, 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 no. <laughs> Between all of us. <laughs> the black hair community is smaller than you think. Everybody knows somebody. And so you always want your character and your integrity to speak for you farther than the words that you speak can travel. And so it's important to approach those situations with character and integrity. So still schedule them, maybe not as often. Maybe you can, you know, from six weeks, you can transition it to 12 weeks. After 12 weeks, it can become, the, you know, 24 weeks and you're still touching base, just not as often. And you never know, maybe the reason why you and that person aren't connecting is because they're going through things privately that is causing them not to be able to be emotionally available to support you. And so I think it's important to remember to assume positive intent, even though it might not feel positive. And when you extend that grace, people will remember that. And they will be like, you know what? I remember not showing up for you the way that I did. It was because I was going through things. But you know what? Now I have the capacity to do that. How can I support you? Child, because you didn't ghost, because you wasn't out here getting offended. And it is It's natural to feel offended. It's natural. But because you didn't act on that offense, people will value you and your character way more than than the words that you speak for sure. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So you also mentioned the beginning of our conversation about how you could find multiple mentors in different areas like networking and on social media. How many mentors do you currently have? And is there any mentor that is stands out for you? It's a good question. I, man, yes, I do. So I'm going to tell you a little bit more about my mentor's journey and not so explicit, but just giving you all thought processes and understanding how you can have various kinds of mentors. So when I started off my journey with trying to figure out what I wanted to do as a career, I thought I wanted to get into medicine and become a neurosurgeon. So for me, I knew that I needed to find someone who was, you know, from the black community, 
who went to or who was a neurosurgeon and or orthopedics orthopedic surgeon because I wanted to get into that too I was in the middle and then also on top of that also valued mentorship and so I just began googling <laughs> black neurosurgeons slash orthopedic surgeons who oh at that time I was a chemical engineering major so I was like who were chemical engineers and I found my first mentor who taught me everything I needed to know <laughs> by my ratchet actions of being a mentee because he was amazing and when I say ratchet I mean not not crazy but more so like I didn't value the relationship the way that I should have and looking back I wish I would have done all of the things that I am telling people to do now. I wish I would have continued to cultivate that relationship. I wish I didn't leave with my insecurity and not like returning the phone calls. He calling me. I'm like, oh, I can't answer because child, leaving. okay, <laughs> I'm here with the merry day. Anyway, so he was my first mentor, Dr. Cato Lorenzen. He was and is still an orthopedic surgeon. Got the different kinds of medals and awards, even from Barack Obama, has been noted and highly awarded with different kind of innovations and girl, all the things. Okay. This black man is doing it. He got patents. He got all the things. And I know that I wanted to be behind a trailblazer. So that's one. In that mindset, I was thinking, I want to be a doctor, right? So I need to find a doctor. Remember, we talked about experience. We talked about mobility. We talked about novelty with uniqueness. So all of those three things I thought about, like, how do I find the person? And that, that's how I identified him, reached out to him. He opened up his arms. From there, now in tech, pivoting here, I tried to figure out, okay, how in the world am I going to find what, like, first of all, I'm here, but what do I need to grow? That's where the coffee chats come in. Maybe not to find mentors, but maybe just to find people who are doing what you do, but have been doing it for a longer time. And asking them, what do they wish they would have been doing <laughs> when they was in their earlier career? because they'll tell you the things that you need to be doing. And through those conversations, I have been able to find mentors who are not even in tech roles. My first person who actually told me to start this community, she's an executive assistant at Meta for one of their top legal people there that you know is over that. And she was like, hey, I think you're great. I think you have what it takes. At that time I was going for a role, a technical role, but she was like, hey, I think you should just do this. And so she helped me with finding my purpose and my destiny through my gifts. Then, you know, the next person, now that I'm figuring out who I am, I found another UX researcher who was awesome. You know, she didn't have my countenance. She was very soft-spoken and very much, yeah, she didn't have to do it like this. And I'm like, ah, like, you know, but, and that's okay too. You know, sometimes you need to just calm down and just go with the flow. So that in, in her, Crystal Elaine, she's amazing. She taught me the fundamentals of how to be great, how to utilize different kinds of skills. Cause I started my career off as being a user researcher and then now I'm a software engineer. Moving along strong, y'all. Y'all probably like, growth. <laughs> because of mentorship channel. And so through that, you know, now I'm joining these different, she's telling me, hey, you need to join these different black women tech groups. Okay. I'm in the Facebook group. I'm in the LinkedIn group. I'm on the Slack. And so from there, I find more people and more women that tell me and show me what kind of characteristics I have, who are my strengths. And so long story short, there's been a, a long line of people who have poured into me. I mean, I wish I could name them all specifically, um, but the greatest of them all, and I, and I say this all the time, I'm a woman of faith. And so I really lead with my faith in the way that helps me to shape, again, my character, my integrity, and my drive to be excellent. And through that, I'm able to bear fruit through Jesus Christ. So I like to lead him as my mentor, but he allows me to have other mentors that help me to bear more fruit. There's a thing or a verse in the Bible that talks about how you sometimes have to prune branches in order for them to become more fruitful. And we do that in life. If you see something, you know, you see your tomatoes ain't growing the way they're supposed to grow. Honey, you take them branches off that ain't producing fruit. 
same thing here as well thank you so much chanel for coming on the deeper than tech podcast make sure you go follow her and her organization called mentor me collective till next time Bye. Bye.